Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor here with uh, Dr. Dave Barker. And we're thinking about education today, Dave. I uh, re- received a letter on, on my desk just this week from a, uh, uh, a church in our city that's starting a, another Christian school. Not surprised. Uh, I think in, enrollment in Christian schools is up. A lot of Christian parents are rightly concerned about the education of their children and uh, how they view the public system in light of what's happening. And so um, for 15 minutes, we're going to just chat a little bit about that dilemma that parents are in and um, how can we think about um, utilizing the public education system or not for the education of our children. How bad is it, for instance, or how good can it be? Yeah, uh, it's interesting because the... The school that uh, you got the letter from is is the Romanian Pentecostal Church school, and actually just a block away from my home. Um, and uh, they have a, a very central place in our community where the uh, elections are held there, the voting and that kind of thing. And so it's a very prominent place. And so, yeah, it's going to be very much noticed by the fact that uh, this has all of a sudden got a school with kids and houses that back onto their parking lot and yard and so it's going to have an impact on our community as to its presence and why it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a quote here from uh, a major influencer in uh, education in North America, Julian Huxley, um, who said this, Education must be concerned with man's place and role in nature and its raw material is man himself. A lot of cargo uh, will have to be jettisoned from the Christian model of education quotes. Man was not created in his present form a few thousand years ago. Mankind is not descended from Adam and Eve. Children are not born with a load of original sin derived from the fall. There are no absolutes of truth and virtue, only possibilities of greater knowledge and fuller perfection. Uh, How should uh, the new humanism's evolutionary approach take effect in education? So on and so forth. So that's the that's the issue, you know, how, if that's the case, um, is it is it the case in every situation, every school, or is it more and more becoming so that uh, schools are uh, uh, aligning themselves in opposition to core values of our, of our faith? And I don't imagine every school is the same, but what if it is? What if, what if you're in a uh, school district and uh, that's just, the way that they are. There's some militancy there. There's an agenda there. Uh, how does a Christian respond to that? Yeah, that's, uh, that's very much um, becoming. I would say it's becoming more and more prominent. Um, my daughter, Kristen, many of you know her, uh, teaches at Galt Collegiate Institute. She's the head of the history department there. And, uh, yeah, um, the things that she talks about uh, in light of the curriculum, the conversations in the hallways, the reality of the students, there's a lot of good things going Mm -hmm. on, however. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to remind ourselves that the public school is not all bad. And one thing that that she really embraces and enjoys is the um, growing ethnic diversity. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just really enjoys that the 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 multi ethnic uh, composition of her classes 
that she finds enriching and really uh, for the Christians in the school, something that is helpful, especially as we are instructed to engage the nations with the gospel. And I think that our, our high school students in particular are, are becoming uh, more and more in, uh, engaging and embracing of that kind of diversity. So there's, there's good there. And I, I, don't think we sh- I don't think we should say it's all bad because, mm-hmm. number one, a lot of Christian parents have their kids in, Christian sc- in public schools. And, and there uh, are teachers, Christian and teachers. And there are Christian in teachers who are, and, and are not marginalized. They mm-hmm. have a voice. Mm-hmm. And Christian, Kristen does have a voice for good and God and, and uh, how she sees the world and the worldview of the gospel that she, uh, she lives in. I remember in my experience in Scarborough uh, where it was just beginning to become multicultural. They were, I took a class in world religions. And uh, it was very enlightening for me uh, just to think I never thought of that before. Um, how does my faith fit into that? And it just allowed me to think outside of my box. Mm-hmm. It didn't destroy my faith. The teacher didn't necessarily take a side in those days. He did his very best just to get us to think outside the box. Uh, my impression is that more and more uh, a side is taken and, and secularism has become like the, the default or the fabric in which everything Canadian fits into. And that's a concern that I have, if that's communicated uh, to kids to be real Canadian, uh, you, this is our foundation, it's secular, and um, if you think otherwise, then you're marginalized, or if you, if you listen to the wording in Bill C-4, uh, we, we believe in dangerous myths. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I th- I, there's definitely uh, th- that going on, and as I said, you use the languages of becoming and I would argue, I would agree with you that it is. And I think it, it will cause parents uh, of Christian, Christian homes to look seriously at where public education is going, what their children are being exposed to. I think all along there has been a, uh, a tension between school and home. Mm-hmm. I think it's growing. So now we have to keep asking the question, can the influence of the home and the church, is it strong enough to counterbalance some of the stuff that's coming uh, the kids' ways? Because uh, they spend a lot of time in school, and they're influenced by their teachers and peers. But I do remember uh, way, way back, and this is a long time ago. I don't know whether Joyce would say this now. I think she might. But back in the day of London Baptist Bible College and Seminary, we had a Christian school teacher training program, and uh, a woman, a colleague of mine was Joyce Baker, and, and it was really interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't have my kids in the, in the Christian school, but here she was, an advocate, and I know I, I felt a little bit of tension with her, and so I, I remember one day we, we talked it out, and she said, Dave, listen, it is the job of parents to raise their children Christianly, mm-hmm. and we have the privilege of different ways that we can do that. And for some, the public school works. And she said, and for you, obviously it is. And it was working for me. For some, a Christian school is, is the way to go. For others, it might be homeschooling. And, you know, and there's all kinds of hybrids and, and mixes of, of, the, of those. And I thought that was very generous on her part. I thought that was very thoughtful 
And I think she nailed it. It is a job of parents mm-hmm. to raise their children Christianly. And I think what we're talking about here and what you're talking about in particular, it's becoming more and more difficult to do so in the public system. And I think not only Christians are realizing this, but there are other factors that are uh, shaking the confidence that people have in the public system. Just the whole area of dis- discipline and so on. It's hard to learn uh, the way that you would in a, in a well-ordered, disciplined uh, system. But I, I do think Joyce is right on. Um, sometimes parents have uh, shifted their responsibility to the, well, they go to a Christian school, got that base covered, right? Um, and sometimes they send them there because that's part of their Christian parenting, but it's no substitute. You know, Deut- Deuteronomy 6 is a famous passage that these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk in the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. In other words, immerse your children in a Christian worldview so that if and when they come back from um, public education and uh, they have different thoughts, well, then you deal with it. You say, what do you think about that? How does that square with what we know to be absolute truth? And for that reason, I think it can work Mm -hmm. uh, for Christian parents, but more and more Christian parents are becoming weary that their kids are coming home beaten up and mocked. And um, I'm sympathetic to that. Um, if you can only take so much of that, uh, schools aren't necessarily a mission field for eight-year-olds. Um, used to be that, uh, for the most part, public education would be kind uh, to Christians, sometimes just give it the nod, but um, more and more there's a mocking, which you can... Take from kids. I think kids need to deal with that. But when it comes from positions of authority, which it seems to me more and more it is, uh, some vary, that's what is concerning to parents these days and who have never thought about this before. They are thinking about it now. Yeah, and uh, I, I think you're, you're right in all of that. Um, you know, and, and of course, the big the, the elephant in the room is cost. Um, we all pay public school taxes Mm -hmm. and, uh, we've got, and then the cost of a Christian school is significant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's some parents who just plain ordinary can't afford it. So now we got to start thinking about, all right, if, if this is the path we want to go down and we want to emphasize, well, then is it time for the church to step up? And provide resources so that maybe some families that can't afford to put their kid in a Christian school because it's expensive. It's not a yeah. it's not a a minor detail. Mm-hmm. It's a significant mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. in especially in light of even right now with the cost of living skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so are we going to take this seriously enough to say, all right, part of the church's responsibility is to allow and to help parents. Put their kids in schools like this. Oh, financially? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't think that's where you were going, but interesting. I just heard of one church that would underwrite, to some degree, the uh, tuition for their kids, all of them, to go to Bible college, which is something most churches don't do. No. But you're suggesting apply that to Christian schools. Sure. I mean, if, we, if this is significant for us, yeah. 
and we see this as an issue for Christian parents and raising their children Christianly. Um, the big barrier is I wonder if that's legal. There's probably a conversation around the legality of a church giving parents... Especially if they're sending them to their own Christian school. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, you'd have to think about that and mm-hmm. tax receipts and all But at that the very kind of least, the church needs to think, how can we equip parents to do their job? How can Sunday schools be maybe better? How can we have midweek programs like Awana or, or so on and so forth? Uh, these aren't just now social times that we look at them as part of a comprehensive Christian education uh, to go into our kids and to resource parents maybe with uh, conferences, uh, books that they can read so, they're, so they know how to be uh, uh, an educator of their children, not just give it away. We need to introduce catechism. Yes, we do. We need to... You yeah. know, uh, we need to introduce catechism. We need to teach these kids the foundations of what of the faith that we believe. And as evangelicals, we've in many ways abandoned that, right? Because somehow we felt that, I don't know, that was too restrictive or too Well, they were reciting the Ten Commandments in the public system. That's catechism in a sense, right? They were at one time. And I remember Backyard Bible Clubs, I think that's what it was called, Bible Club Movement, was in the schools. They were teaching Bible during lunch or or something. Those days are gone. And who's going to do that? Well, someone needs to, and parents need to be concerned, and so do churches. And the church needs to be deeply involved in helping parents raise their children Christianly. So we can't forget that this is a huge... Educating children is an extremely important part of what we do as a church. John Milton, the end of learning is to repair the ruins of our first parents by regaining to know God aright, and out of that knowledge to love him, imitate him, to be like him. That's a big job. We need all the resources we can to bring that about. Well, Dave, we're out of time. God bless you. Uh, We'll see what kind of response we get. I'll be watching to see what happens to the new school down your street. Who knows, maybe some of our folk here at Grandview will be sending them there. God bless you. Thanks for listening to us. Until next time, I'm here with Dave Barker, Bob McGregor saying, keep thinking about it. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.